Let me see. I think this weekend, Blue, we have um, Blahovich versus uh, Rakic. Let me just make sure. Let me see. Let me see. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yes, we have... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It's uh, Blahovich versus Rakic. Ryan Spann versus Kudalaba. Davy Grant versus Smoka. Okay. Caitlin Chukagian. Chukagian versus Amanda Rebus. <clears throat> that should be a fun one. Uh, Jurek, what's going on, Jurek? <clears throat> Blue says, very good, bro. Excellent, excellent. Blue says, I was talking about Charles Oliveira versus Islam Magachev. Pick in your channel. <clears throat> Let me read the comments, Blue. Hold on a second. Uh, yes, I just saw it. It popped up. Let me see. Let me see. <clears throat> I'm reading a comment right now, Blue. I think Islam is another Habib. Uh, seems like Habib style. Islam, I don't expect him to be defeated by surrender. Submission in the first round or second, maybe fourth or fifth. Islam is very good in wrestling. <clears throat> in both boxing, both close Islam's strong body. Oliveira bears injuries and com comes back. He's something else. I'm a fan of Oliveira. Excited for the match. Islam, I respect. Uh... My pick is Charles Oliveira. I'm a fan. I will go with Oliveira. I wish this fight will happen. <clears throat> Absolutely, Blue. Yeah, Blue. It's it's one of those fights, Blue. Like if like if you're like a MMA fan, it's like it's almost a a privilege to watch these guys fight. You know, it's um it's such an amazing fight. Like two guys like in their prime, they're two beasts, and it does happen, but it doesn't happen all the time. Where you have two guys like basically number one and number two like without question in the division at their absolute best competing against each other so it's definitely a treat and it's like it's like um they're so evenly matched they're, they're almost like oh hold on a second we got some people in the room i, I said what's up the jerk we got a torn what's going on torrent big torn we got sin mma what's up sin <clears throat> let me just finish my thought and i'm gonna go through the comments again um Sin says, what's up, Davo? What's going on, Sin? Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, like, they're almost like each other's kryptonite. You know what I mean? It's it's funny. Like, I, I did the breakdown, but it was so hard to pick a winner because I, I can easily see the fight going for either guy. And it's like, on one hand, I, I picture <clears throat> Islam Magachev controlling Charles on the ground, you know, um basically neutralizing his his bjj like charles not being able to sub him islam landing ground and pound and just that continuing through the whole fight and just beating him up on the ground <clears throat> so like on one hand i do see that then on the other hand i see charles flat out tapping him out like flat out submitting islam magachev on the ground and in the striking department i give it to uh charles Oliveira. but the thing is is like islam's been improving so much there's a bunch of dogs outside. I don't know if you guys can hear it. There's like a dog yard outside. <clears throat> well, it's like a courtyard. It's not necessarily a dog yard, but people walk their dog there. But, oh yeah. So what I was saying is Islam's improving so much with every fight. His stand-up, like leaps and bounds. We don't even know what he's going to look like striking once these guys do compete, hopefully. So it's crazy. <clears throat> and like I was saying in the video, it's kind of like, 
you know, we didn't get to see Oliver versus Habib. Like everybody's like, oh man, oh man, Habib versus Dubronx, Habib versus Charles. That's the one. But it's like Habib is gone. He's retired. I really don't think he's going to come back. But the next best thing we have is uh, Charles Oliveira and Islam Makachev. And one of you guys mentioned, one of you guys said this is like Tony versus uh, Habib. <coughs> All right, let me get to the comments. Blue says Charles Oliveira versus Islam. Um, very excited. I am going to go with Charles Oliveira. He has the skills to win. Sin says, what a time to go live. <laughs> That's right, because you're like in a um, way different time zone, Hassan. Uh, what is it, like freaking middle of the night over there? Jerk says, if Habib did return, you think more likely he fights at welterweight. Habib looking big these days. <clears throat> I don't know, Jerk, to be honest. I think, you know, Habib has made weight. I think he has had issues with like making weight it's been like a real struggle like he he looks like he sacrifices to make 155 you know it doesn't look like as an easy cut he's definitely a 200 pound guy maybe who knows maybe he's over 200 right now um <clears throat> i think habib competed at welterweight in the past i'm pr i'm pretty sure like early in his career so it's not it's not like he's going to be like a super foreign weight class to him I do think he can compete with the guys. I don't know if he'll be just as dominant. And as far as, you know, if he comes back, I, mm, unless if it's like a super fight or something like that, I don't I don't think he'll do Walter. I think he'll try to stick to 155 if he, if he does come back. I don't know. Let me see. Blue says he will, be, he will be fire match, I think, in four or five round finish. Hmm. So within the fourth or fifth round, Charles would uh beat Islam. Oh man, the dogs are going crazy now. Torrance says, How old are you, Slam? I know that was out of the blue question. I'm just curious to know. I think you asked me that before. Um I'm old. <laughs> I'm not old, old, but I'm old. Uh Sin says, sometimes we also don't appreciate what these athletes go through behind doors injuries they deal with which obviously affects their family <clears throat> yeah absolutely uh sin um you know they say you get injured more in training than anything than the actual fights and like i've seen that firsthand uh when i used to train i used to get hurt quite a bit a lot of different injuries like my knees you know, a uh, couple of instances, I couldn't walk right for like two weeks. Uh, both my knees, actually. All, ki all kinds of injuries, all kinds of freaking injuries from training, you know, three to four times a week. And the funny thing is like when guys will fight, they will come out relatively unscathed. <clears throat> they will get hurt more in training. So I, I saw that on my own two eyes, 100 percent. That usually you you have a match, you have a fight, and you come out all right. You got like superficial injuries, like cuts and swelling and stuff like that, black eyes. But the majority of injuries definitely in training. And everybody goes into a fight injured. It's like super rare. Every now and then you hear like a guy say like, oh, I'm 100%. I have no injuries whatsoever. <clears throat> and um, that's a rarity. I mean... I would say like 99% of the guys enter a fight with some kind of freaking injury. Now, whether or not it's significant, that's a whole other conversation. But 
it could be a minor thing like a pain like a nagging thing or it could be like an injury that they're hiding just to like make the fight and compete and get a paycheck that happens a lot too sin says islam i'm is i'm islam gang all the way uh torrent says yeah i can hear that big king size dog yeah there was a few of them out there bro blue says if charles Oliveira beats islam for me he'll be better than habib and record history ufc big fan <clears throat> yeah that's an interesting debate what's what's up james what's going on that's an interesting debate uh blue i'm seeing that in the comments right now people are saying that charles has a more impressive record than habib right now he's the the lightweight greatest of all time um i don't know if he's the lightweight greatest of all time yet i don't even know if habib is to be honest with you like because if you want to break down like you know records like if you look at bj penn's run bj penn is definitely in the talks to be the greatest of all time at lightweight I mean, he may not be, but he's in that conversation. You know, it's Habib, it's BJ Penn. Uh, Charles Oliveira, he might be in that combo right now. And if you break down like their resumes, like wins and the way they're winning fights, what Charles has done has been pretty impressive. And, you know, I saw a couple of comments on Twitter. Guys were saying Habib is better than Charles because Charles gets dropped every fight. And he has to come back. But my response to that is, you know, what's more impressive, like a guy um, fighting to somebody's strengths, like and rallying back or or a guy, I hate to say fight safe because that's almost almost sounds like I'm crapping on Habib. I'm not necessarily crapping on him, but he he fights 100% to his strength, like all the time. It's like the same game plan. He just takes a guy down controls them ground and pound grappling wrestling and the reason charles gets hit is because charles dives in the fire you know what i mean charles engages he engages in striking for like long periods of time he doesn't like shy away shy away or run from striking engagements you know habib doesn't strike he just doesn't and he's not a good striker i never consider habib a good striker he just isn't you know, 90% of his game or more is like wrestling and grappling. And any anyone that says otherwise that, you know, Habib's a great striker, he's not. The reason he has success striking is because of his strong wrestling. Because guys are so freaking scared of getting taken down that it affects their striking. They don't want to kick. And um, it's a constant worry in their head. <clears throat> but yeah, Charles, that's why like I admire Charles because Charles, Charles fights fearless, man. He just He just goes in there. You know, he's not afraid to 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 fight in the pocket, to to take one, to give one. He'll try to slip, you know, a shot like in the in the freaking danger zone where he could get clipped and knocked out just to deliver a counter. And it's a really exciting, admirable way he fights. I mean, who doesn't get who doesn't get excited for Charles Oliveira's fights? If I had to compare like who I get excited for, Habib's fights or Charles Oliveira. Du Bronx, Charles Oliveira is like one of the most exciting fighters right now. 100%. All right, let me um scroll up the comments a little bit. Since says Sambo over BJJ any day for me. Sambo is definitely an amazing martial art. My, my original MMA coach, he was a Sambo expert. That was his background. And I remember like, and I knew this like a, from a long time ago, um, 
I never trained Sambo, probably Sambo techniques within the MMA realm of training, but he was absurdly good at leg locks. And a lot of the guys in the gym from way back when I used to train, they were like, they were like awesome at freaking leg locks, like amazing. And I do believe that's a Sambo thing. Um, and just in general, like Sambo, very, very, the, 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 the style Sambo practitioners, they're proficient at throws. They're good at striking. They're good at submissions. They're good at wrestling. It's a great freaking martial art. And it's like a seamless transition into MMA. You know, we all know like Fedor was a multi, multi-time Sambo champion. So is Habib. Um, Islam is as well. And it's um, it's a, it's a really seamless segue into mixed martial arts because it's so similar. There's a lot of similarities, like all the skills you got to use in Sambo. So guys cross over so easy. Oh, Torin. Yes, yes. Torin's the one that said that. <clears throat> Oliveira is the new age Tony and, and Islam is like current Habib. And I found that so cool, that comparison. Because when you think about it, it's like, yeah, you know what? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of accurate. There's a lot of similarities. Jurek said, um, I said a couple of streams ago, don't be surprised if Charles drops Justin or knockout. Yeah, that was incredible. That was incredible. You know, I was watching a video with um, Adesanya. It was like a, a reaction video to... Uh, well, they were recording Adesanya watching the fight. <clears throat> and I forgot um, if it was this first knockdown or the second knockdown, but Charles gets knocked down. He just kind of rolls to his back slowly. I think it was the second one. And Adesanya says... Adesanya says he's faking. <clears throat> and I found that super interesting. I was like... I say, you know what? He might be. He might be freaking faking to try to get a guy to, uh, you know, engage him on the mat. And uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. All right, let's see. Um, James says Habib is done. I don't think he'll ever return. I don't think so either, man. I don't think so either. Torrance says, did you did you see Habib talking about how Islam will beat Charles Oliveira inside three rounds? I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I did not. But it sounds like something Habib would say <laughs> as far as Islam. <clears throat> Torrin says, who do you think they will give Michael Chandler next? I don't know, Torrin. I saw an interview with him, like a clip with uh, Ariel Hawani. And um, he said he said that he's not interested in fighting Dustin. Like that was the topic of discussion. Because he said that Dustin snubbed him because, <clears throat> like, Dustin called him out recently on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. I think I saw the tweet. And, you know, Chandler's like, yeah, he goes, but when I came in, you kind of disregarded me. Like, I don't really belong here. Like, I'm just like, you know, whatever, like a Bellator fighter. <clears throat> so, I don't know. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if they actually book Chandler versus uh, Poirier. I think that would be a banger. Um, who do I think Chandler should fight next? <clears throat> Well, I think there's been a back and forth between Chandler and uh, Nate Diaz. You know, a fight at 170, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I wouldn't be mad at Chandler versus Connor because um, <clears throat> Connor definitely shouldn't get a title shot. I think that's insane. And if you want to give him like a top five guy, like an elite dude, that's a fun fight <clears throat> that actually means something. Ch Chandler, like that'll that'll be a that'll be a banger. That'd be a good one. 
Torrance says Charles needs at least six or seven more title defenses before we can call him the lightweight GOAT. Let me see. James says Jeet Kune Do is an amazing martial art. Yeah, I never trained it, uh, James. I've I've read about it. I know I know some techniques as far as like Jeet Kune Do, but like reading it, reading about it, and um, you know, watching clips on YouTube or, or whatnot. I understand the concept. Also, I have a bunch of books on Bruce Lee. I'm a tremendous Bruce Lee fan, so that's how I know about that martial art style that he invented. Um, the philosophy was so ahead of his time is basically, I mean, you could, you could practically call Bruce Lee like the first mixed martial artist because, you know, his whole philosophy with, with Jeet Kune Do in life was, uh, keep what is useful and discard what's unnecessary. <clears throat> and that applies very well to martial arts, you know, and it, if a technique is effective, do it. It doesn't have to be like pretty. And whatever's like flashy and ineffective, get rid of it. And that's just, you know, it, it applies to life as well. It's like if you have, you know, friends that are dragging you down that are not very useful, get rid of them. The people that support you and that are good to you and awesome, keep them. You know, if you had a job that sucks, is not doing much for you, get rid of it. Get another one. So like, you know, and, and find one that is better for you. So it's like discard what is useless and keep what is useful to you. So it's, it's a great philosophy. Kamis says, Fader Sambo worked well until Verdum. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of theories with that. A lot of people think that Verdum baited him to, to go to the ground with him. And I, I think Verdum admitted that as well. Um, I handily had Fader win in that fight. 100% I thought Fedor was going to win. It looked like he was going to crush Verdum. It looked like he was doing very well. <clears throat> and I don't know if it was a combination of, obviously, Verdum's like in- incredible skill. He's such a amazing heavyweight grappler, Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. You know, he's got accolades up the wazoo. You don't want to go to the ground with Fabrício Verdum. Uh, hold on, guys. I got to check the text. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, so on the ground, uh, Verdum is one of the best jiu-jitsu guys of all time. So, you know, it may it may just be that, that Verdum's so damn dangerous and, you know, he's so good, he just flat out freaking caught him. It could be a combination of things. It could be Fedor being overconfident, getting sloppy. He thought he was going to finish him. He just dived in. <clears throat> but if I remember that fight, like, Fedor almost got caught twice. Like, he went into Verdum's guard. He was kind of playing that game. He was trying to land ground and pound. And um, he escaped. I remember, like, he postured up. If I'm rem- remembering correctly, because it's been years, guys, since I've seen that fight. But I saw it when it happened. And, you know, triangle choke defense. Whenever a guy's trying to do something funky off their back, like, basic defense is posturing up. You know, you don't put your hands on the mat. Um, you have to keep your hands inside, your, your limbs inside. Be very careful with like hand and arm placement. And um, posturing up actually neutralizes a lot of things. And, you know, Fedor felt something funky and he was posturing up and he got up, he got up out of there. If I'm remembering correctly. And then like, I think like the second time when he dived in on him, he got caught. But I was shocked. <clears throat> I was completely shocked. Remember like, yeah, I was with this girl I was dating at the time, and uh, I was she wasn't like too much into MMA like that. And I was talking Fader up. I'm like, yeah, he's possibly the greatest of all time. 
this guy's such a such a robot he's such a cyborg this and that boom 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 and he gets beat i was just like shocked bikram says what's going on bikram bikram says i don't see anyone beating charles <clears throat> i mean of course bikram we know like everybody's beatable right what's up eric um everybody's beatable but <clears throat> Damn, he's on fire right now. He's on fire right now. The the one thing Bikram that concerns me is like how much Charles gets hit, man. Like you can only do that for so long. And and like I know that's his style. I know he believes in himself and his recovery. I know he has a lot of faith in God, you know, that gives him like this internal strength because he probably believes that this is his time. He just cannot be defeated. And that goes a long way. Like so much of everything is your mind. If you have confidence, if you have a lot of self-belief, if you feel in your mind for some crazy reason, you're the chosen one, you know, it's, um, <clears throat> the mind controls everything. So he has a, he has a ton of self-belief right now and obviously skill and, but it just concerns me like how much he gets freaking hit, man. I just, he's only human. And I feel like you can only get cracked like that so many times. He's been, he's been hit pretty hard in like the last three fights. Cause it was Justin. It was, it was, <laughs> uh Dustin Poirier and Chandler yeah and in all three fights he got he got freaking hammered man Eric says let me scroll up Eric uh Eric says hopefully Oliveira versus Islam isn't cursed like Habib versus Tony I know right I know wait a minute we got somebody that came in an old guy new subscriber all right man hey thank you man thank you so much i really appreciate that hope you enjoy the lives and the content um i get on here fairly often to just chat up like mma and stuff and connect with everyone it's um it's a it's a great it's a great great non-toxic channel <laughs> so far it's like we all regulate each other and um it's it's pretty good good environment I'm very proud of the channel in that respect. <clears throat> Camus says, how jacked would Chandler be at 170? Super jacked. Super jacked. You know, I, I mean, we see Chandler walking around at 170 plus now, you know, when he's not fighting. Like, you see him in interviews and stuff like that. But, like, in shape, ripped, in the cage, he'll be like a, like a little Hulk. <clears throat> Camus says, an advantage of Charles as champ is Charles knows how it's like to lose so he's not afraid of anyone and also i think his faith in god plays a big factor not being afraid yet hey you just said it bro i was just talking about it i was just talking about that like whether or not god's real you know that's a whole other thing but and you don't have to believe in god to have a lot of internal strength but i do know that people that are very spiritual and they believe some some higher power it gives them like another gear you know, because they just they just believe in something and it, it like it makes you do things that you probably normally wouldn't do or, or be able to handle. You know, you have something to anchor yourself onto mentally. James says Habib reminds me of Hoist Gracie. Both weren't too good at striking. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. There's some like Habib is about the closest thing to a, a, an elite one dimensional fighter as you could get. You know, he got some striking, of course, like somebody off the street, somebody that's never trained, even some guys in MMA, he's a better striker, you know, than them, but he's very lower tier as far as striking with the elites, like very lower tier. That's just not his thing. I mean, hence, that's why he just constantly goes for takedowns and, 
you know, he um, focuses on his strong suit. Torrance says, how do you see a potential Tony Ferguson and Dustin Poirier fight going? Do you think Tony can have the same success he did in the first round against Chandler versus Dustin? I do. Yeah, I do, bro. But the thing is, Tony got knocked out. Tony got knocked out so bad. Like, now this concerns me. How's he going to come back from this? Is his chin going to be a little more worn? Not that it was worn. Not that it was worn. Because, like, anybody would have got knocked out from that kick. I mean, anybody. So, but the fact of the matter is that he did get knocked out brutally in that fight. You know, he got his lights shut out. He was on the mat for a couple of minutes. It was very concerning. I was... I, I was like legitimately scared for Tony. I, I thought Tony died. <clears throat> I was legitimately scared for Tony. I was sitting there. I was like, nah, man. I was like, come on, fur, get up, get up, get up. I remember they showed like they rolled him onto his back and his feet were crossed. Like he was still unconscious and they looked stiff. It was very weird. Very um concerning looking. But and then when I saw he got up, he was fine. I was like relieved, you know. Tony's the man. He's like one of my favorites. I mean, I, you know, God forbid you don't want to see somebody get permanently injured like in a real bad way or die, you know. But as far as Ferguson and Poirier, yeah, bro, I I think I think Tony's still competitive with elites. You know, um if if Tony was cracking Dustin with some of those shots, how would Dustin react to them? He probably would be flopping all over the place too and 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 getting dropped. Tony was looking sharp, man. His his reflexes because like here was a criticism and i admit like this is a criticism for me i was like man tony looks slower tony looks slower he just looks off his timing's off in his last few fights but in this last fight against chandler in that first round damn like he looked good he was fast his reflexes were good his timing was good i was like really surprised like whatever tony did for that camp he needs to do it again and I saw a tweet. He was referring to The Rock. He tagged The Rock. He was basically implying that he's going to get, like, jacked, like, lift weights. So, you know, if Tony wants to put on more muscle and do some strength and conditioning, that'll that'll help him out, definitely. It'll make him faster, more explosive, obviously stronger. <clears throat> I don't think Tony's done done yet, but we'll we'll see in his next one. James says, four likes, that's a bit better. <laughs> Thank you, man. Um, James says dynamite kid used to do catch wrestling. Yeah. The old school wrestler. He's the one that, um, he influenced, I think Chris Benoit. Yeah. Chris Benoit and a lot of wrestlers. He was like, for for those of you guys who don't know who the dynamite kid is, he was like this old school, um, high flying wrestler and very dynamic in the ring and pro wrestling. Um, like a, like groundbreaking stuff, you know, he like, set new trends and innovative uh like a high flyer i think uh sean michaels like his style was kind of emulated a little bit um from from dynamite kid i think he passed away he got he used to like abuse um he used to get sauced up he used to take steroids and you know uh all those bumps in the ring he he hurt his spine if i'm not mistaken and he wound up like in a wheelchair like all the years of all that uh, pro wrestling abuse, that that world is like, it's so hard on the body. <clears throat> Torrance says, Dynamite Kid was X-Pac, wasn't it? I don't know if he took that name and homage to the original Dynamite Kid, but the original one was like old school Torrance. Like he was a British dude. I think he was, I think he was British. 
<clears throat> he was like a cruiserweight. He wasn't like really big, but he was he was kind of jacked. Jerk says Mitsuyo Maeda should get more recognition. Um, was way ahead of his time. First no hard Bart, no holds barred prize fighter helped the Gracie star BJJ. Yes, he was super jacked too. <laughs> Torrance says, did you see uh, Tony Ferguson accusing DC of doing cocaine? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. He said lay off the yay and it had like a back and forth about it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean the whole... Look, I, Tony's not wrong. DC cheated. And it's hilarious. If you, if you go to DC's Twitter right now, I don't know if he removed the post, but DC is like not coming clean with that. He's saying like he wasn't, he kind of like, he's kind of like implying he wasn't really holding the towel and, um, you know, like he wasn't cheating. Like you were, dude, you were, you were. And let's say you have 10 people commenting on it, on the whole towel gate. Let's, two of them will say like, oh, you don't understand physics. Like, how is that going to help him? No, it helps him. If you go to a scale right now and put one finger on a counter, one finger and put a little bit of pressure, you could remove like one to two pounds easily. And I seen it replicated online. People did it after DC did the whole stunt. They actually, people went on YouTube and they had a towel like you know with the whole scale and like people holding it and they pushed down a little bit and it was like a couple of pounds taken off like easy even more than that even more than more than that you can go like five pounds depending on the pressure so dc is like you know he's just he's not coming clean with it you know and he probably never will but you cheated man like you cheated and to to his credit I didn't see, I didn't hear or see DC criticize Charles Oliver for not making weight. He even said he would like the, you know, he didn't agree with the belt being stripped from him. So to his credit, it's, it's probably guilt from him cheating at the scale. So he really had no business saying anything about Charles. Um, Bisbing had a video. Bisbing said something about rules or rules, but <clears throat> I brought this up in another video. It's like, yeah, Mike, rules are rules. But if rules are rules, you wouldn't have been champ. You wouldn't have had 10 fights with a bum eye because you cheated the medicals, you know? <clears throat> so he didn't necessarily follow the rules either. No hate on Bisming like that. I love Bisming. Uh, let me see. I'm going to get to some of the newer comments. I'll scroll back up, though. Torrance says, DC's a hypocrite. <clears throat> Want to be mad at John Jones, but you're not any better, any different, my guy. I mean, cheating's cheating. He definitely cheated. <clears throat> James, James says, some people think rules don't apply to them. This is very true. Uh, what's that saying? Rules apply to me, but not to thee. Torrance says, Justin was hitting him hard in, in reference to um, Charles Oliveira, I believe. He was cracking him hard, bro. It was crazy, the shots that Oliveira was eating. He was rolling with some of them because I did that video breaking down like most of the exchanges in that fight and Charles definitely rolled with a lot of shots, but he got hit flush with quite a few of them. He's got a, he's got a great chin, man. You know, that's another thing. Like, you know, people say, they say no chin, no chin, glass chin. If a guy gets, you know, stunned or floored, but what about their recovery? Like, I feel like if a guy gets cracked really hard and he has like awesome recovery, that's a great chin to me. 
a bad chin, a glass chin is a guy that gets like knocked out cold. <clears throat> no disrespect, Chuck Liddell, but towards the end of Chuck Liddell's career, like it, his chin was shattered. Like it was, it was glass. He was getting knocked out left and right. Luke Rockhold, you know, I'm not trying to super hate on Luke Rockhold, but I think Luke Rockhold's chin is cracked as well. But I think Charles got a great chin, man. He be he be eating some big shots. Let me see. Uh, let me scroll up some of these comments, guys. <clears throat> Torrance says, I, I believe Tony Ferguson's stand-up looks so crisp in that fight with Chandler is because he was training with Freddie Roach on wild card for his boxing and stand-up defense. <clears throat> That's right. He did, he did train with uh, Freddie Roach. And, um, hey, how could, how could your, how could your boxing be bad or not get improved training with Freddie Roach? (laughs) You know what I mean? That's a, that's a legendary boxing trainer. And it was a smart move by Tony to go, to go work with him. But I think Tony's been working with Freddie for a while now. I think he worked with him in the past as well. I know GSP definitely worked with him for like years. What's up, GOAT? Or should I say G-O-A-T? What do you think about Gaethje versus Dustin too? I like it, bro. I like it. What's going on, Montreal? What's up? What's up? No, man. Gaethje versus uh, Dustin too. That that may be the one. That's a that's a good booking because it's like a fun fight. They have a history. Um, Dustin, you know, Dustin beat him once. Dustin needs um he needs a win. He's been out. He's been out for a while. Like Gaethje's a relevant win. Gaethje just fought for the title again, so beating him means something. And if Gaethje beats Dustin, that's significant for him as well. Because uh, Dustin Poirier's, you know, he's elite. He's top of the food chain and lightweight. Torrance says, Ferguson started working with Freddie Rose last year. Oh, okay, last year. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Charles has underrated power too. Torrance says, Charles has underrated power. He does, man. He does. He could definitely drop you. Um, I think a lot of it, it's like a combination of like, he does have power. He got bigger over the years. And it's also just like his technique and his timing. He's just like, literally like, he's just catching guys like clean, you know, right on the button, catching guys when they're not expecting the shot. You know, um, that's like Anderson. Anderson would knock people out with like precision and timing and um, counters. Montreal says Rocco's chin is why he didn't have a long reign as champion. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's crazy, Montreal, because Arlovsky was suffering from the same affliction. Get it? No pun intended. Affliction. (laughs) Um, Arlovsky was suffering from the same thing, and he turned some kind of weird corner. Like, everybody thought that he was, like, done, done, because he couldn't take a punch. And I remember he had a fight with Bigfoot Silva. If I'm not mistaken, it was with Bigfoot Silva. And Orlovsky was taking bombs. And I was like, damn, like, I guess he still has a chin. But I think he corrected it by just bumping up his defense, rolling with shots a little bit better. Because that makes a big difference. If you go with a punch, it takes a lot of a lot of the power out of it. <clears throat> Let me see. I'm scrolling up the comments, guys. Goat says, yes, Gaethje versus Dustin, Chandler versus McGregor. And Islam and Benio for number one contender. I like those fights. I like those fights. I yes, yes. Islam versus Benio because they were supposed to book that, and something happened. I, I forgot. Like um, 
why wasn't that booked? I don't even I don't even remember. But it'll be nice if they run that back. But I mean, I wouldn't be mad about Islam versus um, Charles either. But it's like a, it's like a, I don't know. It's funny. Like, is Islam deserving right right now of a title shot, or does he need to beat at least one more like solid upper tier contender? Like, if he if he crushes Benil Dariush, like definitely. Like, I don't think anyone could say anything. Like, he definitely deserves a title shot. But those are great matchups, man. Yep, Gaethje, Dustin, Chandler McGregor. Chandler McGregor's a good one. I feel like that will go probably similar to like McGregor versus um, Mendez. Yeah, because I view Chad Mendez as like a mini Michael Chandler. Not 100%, but similarities in their build, you know, and their and their style. <clears throat> they're like they're like compact, like powerhouses, wrestling based. You know, right hands. I I think um they're both orthodox, but you know what I mean. But guys, um, it's been about forty five minutes. I'm gonna cut this one a little bit short. Um, it's it's Thursday. <laughs> I still have to work tomorrow. You know, the day job. I got some stuff I got to do. Uh, but everybody have a nice night, have a nice day, and I'll catch you guys on the next live. As always, guys, thank you so much for the support. Everyone, take care. Later, guys.